Good morning, everyone. Today's reading is from Psalm 133, a song of ascents of David. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Hi everyone. So, who loves home improvements? Don't see many hands. Yes, they seem never ending. One job gets sorted and then it's on to the next one. And they vary in scale. So when was the last time you did any decorating at home? Anyone recently, last few months? Last summer, okay. That's not so bad when it's just a lick of paint here and there. But it gets a tad more disruptive if you have a new kitchen or bathroom fitted. Uh, a pretty essential... Hang on, I have to take the glasses off to read what I've... Oh, there we go. A pretty essential room out of action for a couple of weeks or more. How do we cope? Has anyone had that done recently? New bathroom... Yeah, okay. Terrible. Gets even more of an issue if we have major building works. A loft extension, a new conservatory, extra rooms on the side. Some people, and they're not here today, even have their whole house demolished and a new one erected. But what's it like to live through building works? How does it affect us? Well, weirdly, I had a dream on Friday where I was out buying bits to finish off a job at home. And when I got back, Sue had started stripping wallpaper off in the toilet. <laughs> I wasn't very happy. You know, before we'd even finished one job, the next one was starting. Can't we have a bit of normality for a while? Anyway, I was okay once I woke up. At the previous church where we worshipped, we lived through a major building redevelopment, and here we are about halfway through it. So for about eight or nine months, we weren't able to worship in our own building. But while we were homeless, the very kind and very accommodating congregation at St Mary's invited us to join with them. That's the same St Mary's where Rachel Wooden is now a curate. Suddenly, there were two very different congregations who were used to very different styles of worship and they were working together. It was so kind of St Mary's to make us so welcome. But being somewhere different and dealing with those differences and dealing with architects and builders and Hounslow Council at the same time was a great strain on the leadership. Well, what kept us going was twofold. Firstly, we were convinced it was what God had wanted us to do. And secondly, there was the excitement of what the rebuild would facilitate. 
the building, the new building, would be fit for purpose. And yet I believe that our time at St Mary's also helped us as a people to be more fit for purpose. It taught us to appreciate those who do things differently to ourselves. One day Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said to them, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus will build his church. Not a physical building, but a growing number of people who are one with him, who worship him and serve him. And the obvious question is this, has Jesus finished building his church? Well, the equally obvious answer is no, he hasn't. Not until he returns again. Jesus continues to build his church. And just like home improvements never end, so too church improvements never end. Jesus is constantly at work on us, renovating, extending, refining, adding to, growing, nurturing, empowering and discipling. So many things that Jesus is at work doing in us to build his church. In particular, Jesus is at work in us as individuals and as a congregation here at All Souls. He's building part of his church here at All Souls. Not the building, but us, his people, who meet here. And there is and will be constant change. So I want to talk about two issues that are likely to arise amongst us as a result of Jesus constantly growing his church. Issues that, if we're not careful, can drive us apart rather than pull us together. And the first is that we may have different reactions to change. It affects us differently. And the second one is that we may have different images of what we feel the church should look like, what that change should bring about. So let's start with some of the reactions to change and how they affect us. Oh, could you pop the next slide up, please? Hey, there we go, thanks. Although there's probably a spectrum of different reactions to, to growth and the changes that make it happen, we can capture the whole spectrum with three phrases. So we've got, we can resist change. At one extreme, we can resist it right at one end. I don't want change. That's not the way we do things here. I don't like lots of new faces, especially people who are different from me. Things are comfortable at the moment. If it's not broke, don't try and mend it. And we can become resentful, bitter, angry, hostile. We can grumble and gossip. And we grow a heavy heart and become heavy spirited. On the other hand, sort of about middle of the scale, 
We may not resist change, but we simply tolerate it. So toleration leads to apathy and dullness and boredom. We become dissatisfied and weary and lifeless. And we grow unfeeling. Unfeeling hearts and inactive spirits. Okay, and the other end of the spectrum. We can embrace change. The final reaction to embrace the change, to be willing to do anything to see growth. Embracing change leads to excitement and empowerment. We become imaginative and creative. We grow light hearts and bright spirits. And the thing is, it doesn't really matter at the moment if we cannot embrace everything that Jesus is doing. Whether our reaction is one of hostility or toleration, Jesus is building his church. And that means he will happily help us to move away from hostility and toleration towards being able to brace, embrace what he's doing with glad hearts, if we let him. So, the first issue was how we react to change. And the second is that we may have different images of what we feel the church should look like. In other words, what those changes should bring about. All our grandsons like Lego. And over the years, we've bought them quite a few Lego kits. Each kit comes with instructions, detailed instructions, on how to build whatever it is in the box. An aeroplane, a police car, a scene from Harry Potter, or in this case, a bookshop. Exciting. It's strange that this particular model is part of the Creator series because it doesn't actually involve any creativity. The picture shows you exactly what you'll be making. It requires no imagination at all. There we go. Here's what it looks like after you've followed all the instructions. And sometimes we can have a fixed idea of what church should look like. Yes. Jesus is building his church, and this is what it will look like. The problem is we can all have different ideas of what it should look like. We all have different models in our mind. Well, back in my day, we didn't have kits. We just had lots of large bricks to build whatever we wanted. There were no detailed instructions on what we were to do. We really did have to be imaginative in what we built. And it's very difficult to mix the two ideas. It would be no good if I suddenly went round to my grandsons and tried to add extra pieces to one of the kits they were building. They would say, well, it's not working. It doesn't look like the picture. You know, you're making it wrong. And the same can be true of the church. We might have bricks that we're trying to add into the church. Say something like Alpha. Sheltering the homeless. 
using spiritual gifts. Connect groups. And for some of us, they may seem, well, that doesn't quite fit my picture of what church should be like. The thing is, I think that church is not like a Lego model kit, but is more something like this. Made from a big selection of bricks. And each one of us is one of those bricks. Because Jesus is building his church here at All Souls with us. Each one of us is a brick that Jesus is building his church with. And we shouldn't try and make others conform to some image of church that we have. Instead, we can delight in the rich variety and diversity of all the people that Jesus is building his church with here at All Souls. At the prayer and worship evening a few weeks ago, I was reminded of Psalm 133 and how it relates to this subject of creative growth. It was a great evening and I'd really recommend the next one, which is the 26th of November, Sunday evening on the 26th of November. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It's like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there, Yahweh bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. See, creative growth is a blessing that happens when we as God's people live together in unity. And we have to strive not to let our differences drive us apart. The differences in how we react to change, the differences in how we might think church should look like. Instead, we have to let Jesus build us together and draw us together and pull us together. So here we are. Now, hopefully, everyone here should have two pieces of Lego, a large piece and a small piece. If you haven't got some Lego, if you want to put your hand up and Sue will come round and make sure that you've got some. So while I'm explaining what you need the Lego for, Sue can be coming round and giving you pieces. So there's two right at the front here. Okay. Fortunately, I remember to have two pieces for me. And we've got a large piece and a small piece. And the small brick is for you to take home. So you don't need to do anything with it just now, other than put it somewhere safe that you take it home with you. The large brick is meant to represent each one of us. So I'm a single pink brick. <laughs> but each one of us is supposed to be represented by a, one of these bricks. And as I said earlier, Jesus is building his church as each one of us comes uh, together. One brick in the church that Jesus is building here. So in a few moments, we're going to be moving into a time of sun worship. And the idea is during that time of sun worship, you bring out the one 
brick, this big piece that represents you. Just to affirm and to say afresh, yes, Jesus, I believe that you're, you're building your church here and I'm part of it. You know, I'm, each one of us is important for that. I'm part of you building your church here. And as a sort of sign of unity and a sign of our affirmation, we can all bring our single bricks out. We don't have to actually build anything here, but we can make a big pile of them uh, in, on the little table here. So I'm going to put my piece there now. There we go. The small brick is for you to take home and keep somewhere visible for a while. And it's a reminder to pray for growth. And it's a reminder to pray for your part of that growth. To pray for unity. To ask that Jesus may change how we react to growth and how we imagine church to be.